Hey and welcome to Disrupting Asia. In case you have been around for a while, first off, welcome back. And if you're new here, a very warm welcome. Disrupting Asia is a platform that connects innovators, changemakers and entrepreneurs from all around Asia. Follow us for daily updates on www.disrupting.asia, subscribe to our podcast via on every major platform including iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher and head over to our Facebook page for daily updates. Let's talk about solving a toxic work culture. For many years, managers and leaders often thought that employees quit either because of their leaders and or the company. But that's not just the case. People quit organizational structures. A 2016 Harvard Business Review article highlights that it doesn't pretty much matter whether your boss is actually good or bad at almost comparable salaries. But it shares the following. Good leadership doesn't reduce employee turnover precisely because of good leadership. Supportive managers empower employees to take on challenging assignments with greater responsibilities, which sets employees up to be strong external job candidates. Now, what exactly is an organizational structure? Well, simply explained, an organizational structure is a mix of values, beliefs, visions, missions and behaviors shared by a group of employees like supervisors, team leaders and managers. A culture is, in its simplest form, a behavior that results when people or employees, in our case, arrive at a set of rules for working together. Now, ironically, these rules are in most companies generally unwritten and unspoken, aside from the company's mission and vision. In summary, an organizational structure develops itself automatically over time, whereas new employees are asked to adopt to it. One major point I've noticed during my career is that many companies, especially larger and well-reputed ones, are too proud when it comes to hiring employees. It's all about their name, what they do and what they have achieved, yet employees are more considered as replaceable tools in a toolbox. Let me be honest here, it really doesn't matter if you have a slide in your office, a napping room or offer free food to your employees. You as the CEO or director of the company are responsible for the career and growth development of your team. Unfortunately, the majority of all companies face most or even all of the falling points at some point of time. So it's your responsibility to keep everyone on track and to avoid a toxic work culture right from day one. So let's take a closer look at it. Misaligned vision and leadership. Let me give you a personal example here. Nearly all luxury hotel companies I worked for had a similar vision that goes more or less like this. To be among the world's most recognized luxury hotel chains. Since most employees heard the same over and over again during their career, you start wondering and asking yourself whether the company's vision is rather limited than specific. As CEO or director, ask yourself, what's the bigger picture you're offering to your team? How do you involve everyone's personal goals? How can you make sure people are able to develop themselves? Another common thread many companies facing is an increased toxicity among fed up colleagues as well as compromised values and beliefs. Team members that are too lazy and or don't see themselves growing in your company are the most toxic team members as they're desperately trying to infect more people. Before we dive too deep in, let's just assume that you know what type of people I'm talking about here. And gossip leads to burnout faster than you can imagine as well as disrespecting people and favoritism. As CEO or director, ask yourself now, how can you prevent having toxic employees from the get-go? What can you do if you already have certain employees that are gossiping and spreading rumors? Let's talk about the next point, lack of appreciation and creativity. 
Here are some of the most common points that employee miss. Lack of allowing creativity. One of the biggest assets you could potentially have are creative people. Creatives want to implement ideas, but if the company offers little to no room for new ideas and creativity, they feel unappreciated and are often among the first ones that leave. Not challenged, appreciated or even feeling disconnected from the team and company. And discouragement and favoritism. So as a CEO or director, ask yourself, how can you possibly support creative people in an effective way? How can you ethically challenge and show appreciation to your employees? Our final point is about organizational structures and processes. Strict organizational structures often lead to boredom, burnout and increasingly lack of creativity. In addition, employees often find themselves in the same position for years to come without the chance of a promotion. Tight hierarchies exist with the simple aim of just having someone doing the work without offering appreciation or room to grow. I don't want to start talking about micromanaging CEOs and supervisors even here. People stop being productive when they stop learning. So what can you do to avoid that? How can you manage your company in such a way that you can continuously offer exciting trainings and learning programs to your employees? Our last episode talks about why it's important to always train your staff. You may want to tune in and get some nice takeaways for your company there. Another important point here are time wasters, such as too many meetings and mismanaged meetings. Certain meetings are often necessary and yes, while it's important to hear everyone's voice, a meeting should have a facilitator that steers the meeting in the right direction, without having people involved with unnecessary comments or topics. So, as a CEO or director, ask yourself, are your organizational structures and processes too tight and regulated and if yes, how fast can you do an impacting overhaul that supports and promotes employees regardless of their position? How can you create and lead meaningful meetings? Have a sit down with your employees in charge of the meetings and brainstorm ideas. Among the most common problems with meetings is that most people want to have a voice and raise problems that are on the one hand known of, but on the other hand never talked about because of a variety of factors. So what are your takeaways from this week? Have you ever experienced any of the mentioned points? What would you do if you run a department or even a company yourself? Are you perhaps already running a startup and facing similar problems? Share your thoughts and experiences with us. Either leave a comment here or connect with us on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe on every major platform including iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. I see you on the next episode and until then, keep it crushing. <laughs>